Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Okay, well, hello everybody. We hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast. We had our first official 24-hour moratorium of the year. Match day five, Andy, and it has arrived. The first 24-hour moratorium we put on, we didn't do the episode on Monday. We waited to Tuesday. Gives us an extra 24 hours to decompress relaxed a little bit, probably have less hot takes, which may or may not be a good thing. But here's the thing. This is one of those 24-hour moratoriums where I don't really feel that much different, wherein I don't view that match against Houtineze in a different perspective. I haven't really gained some clarity on any particular performance. I don't feel better. I don't feel worse. It's just one of those, eh, well, that sucked. How are you feeling? It's been the 24 hours. We put it in place. How are you feeling now? Are you still, are, does your groin still hurt from that kick from Roma? <laughs> well, you know, to be honest uh, with you, there there is always a part of me where I kind of expects that thing to happen with Roma. And I was actually, uh, you know, maybe that's a hot take. After the game, I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's actually good that we got it out of the way, you know, out of the system. Um, And that's something, obviously, that we will have to see going forward if if that's the case. But I want to believe so. Like, that, my immediate reaction was, okay, that hurt. First of all, it's not something that I'm new to. So it's like, you know, I mean, most of us have had our cojones smashed to a pulp uh, by Roma multiple times over our uh, lives. So yeah, poor uh, Jose Mourinho, a coach for like 20, 30 years, manager. This is his worst flighty. loss in Serie Two of his worst losses uh, in his career come at Roma in, what, uh, 15 months, 18 months? <laughs> So and then you have to remember Bodo. So that's that's something that he still carries right. on uh, on his uh, probably bedside uh, table. Um, so there is that there is there is that awareness that okay this is not the first time. But but it's uh, I think it, it this is an, a necessary step in any Roma season. It is a necessary moment um, where the team has to face you know, that fall from grace, um, which we've witnessed so often where the team just seems to be flying on this everlasting high. And then boom, once once you get hit, you go down, 
and down goes everything along with you and everything that you did, everything that, that you did right, that you did wrong, just goes down with you. And I want to believe that, you know, so early on in the season, because listen, that's why I don't believe in, in, in people, commentators, just, uh, you know, being so open about what works, what doesn't. We're five games in, this happens on your fifth match day. If there is a moment where this can happen and the way it happens, it's this, you know. I, I, if you ask me, do you prefer to lose, to, to lose, mind you, I say to lose against Udinese, at, in Udine, uh, so playing away, you know, in a tough, hard-fought, gritty game where you end up on the losing side with, say, a result of 1-0, then no, I prefer to have this kind of ass-beating where you just don't show up at all because then that really allows you to confront your weaknesses. It allows you to draw conclusions. It allows you to use this game as the blueprint of what not to do. And like last year, it was the Bodo game where everybody was seemed to be embarrassed about it. And it was it was effective for a while, but it was also effective because it sort of it, it emphasized the fact that a lot of the players that played in that game did not belong on the pitch for Roma. And eventually, you know, that affected the, the whole January transfer window and whatnot. And then the other wake up call was Juventus. And in countless interviews after that, Roma players and Mourinho used that game against Juventus as the blueprint for what not to do. And that influenced the rest of the season. And I want to believe that, you know, Roma getting smashed the way they did by Udinese, completely not showing up, with Paolo Dybala playing as the lone man, uh that this kind of loss to a team like Udinese, exactly because people were saying, ah, you know, you can lose 4-0, but, but to Barcelona, to Real Madrid, not Udinese. But that's, if there is a good thing about this, is that exactly, it's that. You lost against the side, the last last year finished 12, whose ambitions, as their players said right after the game, is to just uh, avoid relegation and get to those 40 points that guarantee promotion and whatnot. And 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 that's a major reality check. If, if, if teams, and especially teams like Roma, need something early on in the season, is a reality check that brings them down to earth. You know, that like 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 Inter did in, in, in the Derby. Inter, you know, got by a number of opponents early on in the season. And there was this belief that, okay, maybe we're not as as great as we were under Conte, but we got it most under control. Then down goes Lukaku, they lose the derby, and now there are questions that need to be addressed. Doesn't mean that they're out of the Scudetto race. It doesn't mean that they've lost the season in this game. It just means that they will have to work on things, to, to improve, to avoid, you know, getting getting really uh, uh, humiliated by an opponent and, 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 and sort of shown, okay, this is, you're not that good. You're not as good as Milan. Those are the reigning champions. And then when it comes to Roma, they lose against Udinese and it brings them down to earth. Okay, you've, you've, you've had a 1-1 draw at Juventus Stadium. Okay, are you happy? 
Is that is that is that a cause for celebration? You're sitting on top of the Serie A table. Really, this early on in the season, do you think that matters? The answer is no. So it, it's for me. If if I have to come come in here and sit down and talk to you and and address what this game means and blah, blah blah and what do I take away from it, I want to believe that this is the ass kicking that a team needs in order to get better early on in 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 the season. Yeah, I, I mean this is one of those ass beatings, as you so aptly put it, where I'm not really too. Too, uh, too perturbed, too bothered, too, uh, too emotionally drained from. Generally, and as you mentioned and forewarned, we have seen these many of times. We don't need to go down the list. Most of them, I, I emerge thinking, okay, Roma are weak here. That department lacks something. This player not good enough so on and so forth. We we draw from those types of results, those types of performances, a lot of conclusions. From this one, and, and this is going to sound perhaps maybe a bit too simplistic, too elementary, I think a lot of the times, just where we are now in football, and I said this in the, the, the patron post-match reaction pod, where, you know, with all of the analytics and data that we have at our disposal now, all of it is good. It gives us a better view into things. However, I think sometimes we miss the very easy, the very uh, in front of our face answer. You know, this match, let's just go through this very quickly. You are down 1-2-0 in less than five minutes because Rick Karsdorp goes full stupid. He, he thought he was down. passing it to Rui Patricio in the worst moment you could yes. ever pass a ball to a goalkeeper. And to have zero awareness of the danger, perceived danger around you, horrible. So for the second away match in a row, Roma down 1-0 to zero within the first five minutes of the match. That right there, in my opinion, sets the entire tone for the rest of the match. The way you prepared in the weeks and the days before that match, now completely out of the door. You, 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 you take your game plan, you rip it up, and you toss it into the bin because you now find yourselves down 1-0 five minutes into the match. I mean, really, we could just end it right there, and that would be enough for most of us, I think, to realize, okay, they, uh, they shoot themselves in the foot once more. Let's just cut that out. Okay, what happens after that? What, five minutes after Paulo Dybala threw on goal? Nobody around him. He doesn't even hit the target, doesn't even force the goalkeeper into a safe. Okay, fine. Um, going to halftime, 1-0. Okay. Uh, what, 30 seconds after uh, Jose Mourinho makes a double switch? Okay. Two seconds, two seconds into the second half. Do we talk about the Zeki Celik action? Because you want to talk about decisive. Uh, I mean, you, you, you would have thought the patron group was, uh, it was like we were discussing flat earth theory. That is how strong the opinions were on this one. I have to be honest with you because I, I, I think two things can be true at once. I thought Cherik was looking for that. He clearly hesitates when he sees the defender behind him. Drives me mad when players do that. You're through on goal. Just have a go. But I also think he was brought down. So <laughs> even if you are looking for it, you can still be fouled and it's a penalty. That right there, again. You have the opportunity. That's your second very clear opportunity to get a goal. Okay. You don't take advantage of that one. What happens like 25 seconds later after that? 
uh, Rui Patricio, who one of our patrons, Mads, hopefully he's calmed down by now because after this goal, he was calling for the head of uh, Rui Patricio. He goes full Robin Olsen and the ball just skips over his uh, his arm. Kind of like when you're playing, like if you were to do a bounce pass to a toddler, like a two-year-old, and you bounce the ball to them and it just goes over them. That is more or less what it looks like. From experience. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that is exactly what it looked like. If you give him that shot, I'm fairly confident in saying he probably saves that 95, 96 times out of 100. And this just happened to be one of the few times Mm-hmm. He didn't. Yeah. Um, and you're two down. And you're down two to zero. And then from there, two counterattacks, and they get two goals. I mean, we were even at the point where uh, De Lofeu was doing world-like passes with his shoulder. That is the point Roma got to. So I think there's no real need to go uh, full Dr. Melfi for this okay i think this uh this does not require and that's the beauty of it i think that's the beauty of it is that we don't have to sit here and say oh if if they had done that if you know or if maresca had, had done that instead the referee and and you know that's the beauty of it is that this is crystal clear like roma did not show up they made the snakes they paid for them and I, those mistakes can they be uh you know uh, avoid it next time out sure uh, can can this ass kicking be avoided next time out against the side like Udinese sure is this a, a, a good lesson for for Mourinho and the players to in terms of attitude in terms of uh you know just overall the technical necessities and how to feel the team against a team like Udinese you don't feel the team exactly the way you feel them against a side like Monza who don't want to play, who have no desire who uh, or, or Juventus who completely switch off. You know, no, the answer is no. And, and that's why the, you know, the, I, I like when I like the obviousness of a, of a, of a, mm. of such a, an emphatic loss because you can't hide away from it. You can't say, Oh, the pitch was shit, or oh, the referee was shit. Or, oh, th- this one episode. No, save that for Thursday. Come on. No, exactly. <laughs> that we save that. <laughs> yes, we save that. Well, we'll save that also. That that's that pitch special for uh, for Helsinki. I mean, you got a plastic <laughs> yeah, pitch. Yeah, the that's, plastic. That's pitch. Mourinho's favorite opponent right there. So, um, but no, but but you know, think about what. A lot. Say, imagine. Remember all those losses against Juventus at Juventus Stadium, one nil. That is the most frustrating thing in the world, where you walk away and you say, "Oh, but we fought so well, we did everything right," and then the opponent scores on you, and game over. Here, no, you can't hide behind that. You did not show up. You did not do your homework. You thought you were walking into something akin to to the Monza game, where you just, you know, you you completely outclass the opponent based on player quality on an individual level. You you. You know, you're miles ahead of them, and that does the difference. No, it does not. Against a side like Udinese, it does not. So you'll have to, next time out, you'll have to find a, another way around it. And, you know, when you when you hear Mourinho in the post-match, I think he realized that. I think he realized how obvious this loss is. 
he said outright, the responsibility is mine. For the first time, one of the few times he was so open about it that he didn't even dedicate a lot of time to, to the refereeing. He didn't, you know, he which was still he made, abominable, by the way. It was can, abominable, we, but we that, can, I mean, Maresca is, I, you know, Maresca is Maresca. Uh, you have to wonder really how they can still play him with with Roma when his track record is so yes, horrible. Yes. Um, but okay, that's you know, for, that's for another day. But but here it's pretty obvious that uh, the if if there was a game that should have been you know, a sign for something, this is it. This is a, a, as clear of a sign as any. I mean, this is, you, you're you good, but you still have ways to go. And you are not a team that is in position to just completely, you know, switch from opponent to opponent and just, and just walk through it. Walk through it, hoping that in the end, individual quality will make the difference that somebody like Paulo Dybala will uh, resolve the game for you. No. That's not who Roma are, at least not at this stage. You're five games in. That this happens on the fifth match day. I I rather I take that than to find that out on match day 20th. Okay. I, I prefer to find this out in September when the team still has time before the international break, then has more time than the World Cup. And that's it. That to me, this is this is this is like you know, like when you start school and you fail a test. That's that means that you know what you have to do better before the end of the school year. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, for sure. And what I was getting to before was I, I really do think this doesn't require some massive breakdown of uh, you know. I, I have a hard time believing Jose Mourinho has his team, has all of Roma in there doing a video review session for a, a, a nine to ten hours trying to break down what the tactical flaws were. To me, sometimes football is just very simple. Udinese had f uh, three or four counter-attacking opportunities, and they scored on half of them. The other two goals, you gift-wrapped to them. On the other side of things, you had two to three very clear-cut goal-scoring opportunities that would have completely flipped the balance of the match. You failed to hit the goal on any of them. Um, Chelly, he, he gets booked for uh, uh, for diving on one of them. We don't even need to get into Maresca, the VAR stuff. I, 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 there's nothing new that we can say about that. It's the, 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 the same issues that we have in Serie A that have been regurgitated uh, uh, time and time and time again. For me, I think th this sort of match, I have to be honest with you, seeing how they played um, through the first four weeks. Yes, uh, the only points they lost or dropped were to Juve. They won the other three. That's great. In those matches, though, if you just go back and review how many wasted chances they have in scoring goals it's countless think of the first the, the very first match Paolo Dybala Zaniolo I mean poor Dybala he should be the top of the goal scoring chart in all of Serie A in my opinion 
with the number of opportunities he has created and just hasn't had the necessary killer instinct in those moments to score. I think a match like this, and it could have been Udinese, it could have been Fiorentina, it could have been Spezia for all, uh, for all I care. This match, in my opinion, at this time, given how they had played up until this point, yes, they still got good results, but they were extremely wasteful. I think this was always going to come. And it's easy to say that after the fact. But I have to tell you, even during the match when, okay, two, now three, now four, I wasn't even remotely surprised because it was kind of just the, the, the chickens coming home to roost. You can't constantly, as a top football team, waste so many golden mm-hmm. goal-scoring opportunities and not expect to be punished. Through the first four weeks, they were not punished because three of the four opponents are uh, uh, candidates for relegation against Juve. Um, I mean, they could have won after that horrendous first half. Roma had an opportunity in the second half to win that match after what is undoubtedly one of the first halves, uh, worst halves of football of the Jose Mourinho era in the first. They still had an opportunity to win. And in this match, what happens? Okay, well... A mistake to begin the game within the first five minutes. You're, you are now down 1-2-0. Okay. Paulo Dybala. G- golden, clear goal scoring opportunity. Goes to waste. Doesn't even hit the target. This was going to happen. It, it just happened to be Udinese, in my opinion. This, was, this match was coming because I think kind of going to what you say about you know the test and we're going to learn something from this. They have to develop that that killer instinct. They cannot mm-hmm. waste mm-hmm. opportunities like this. And, and I really do think it's that simple. If Pablo Dybala scores, it's not one-to-one. Shelly no. uh, scores that goal, you're up two-to-one. And you know, I, I know it's such an elementary way of looking at it, but sometimes it really is that simple. I, that I, makes I, the difference. That, that's so. what counts. That makes the difference. That the, the, the you know what what at the end of the day counts is the three points. And and if if Dybala hitting the post or not even, you know, getting a shot on goal uh, prevents you from doing that. Then, then that's not progress. And 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 it, you know, it was bound to happen at some point. And it's not my 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 uh, you know pessimistic nature or you know as it's just it it has to happen at some point. You have to realize that you cannot. Uh, you cannot face the consequences of of the fact that, hey, you're missing a lot of shots. You're missing a lot of chances. You are not doing your best. the The attack is. I mean, you you have your your goal scorers are Chris Smalling, Roger Ibanez, and and Brian Cristante. That at some point that has to mean something, right? It has to mean something. It cannot be something that you talk about in passing as the games go on in the season. So ultimately. Uh, this is a straightforward loss that really allows you to dig into your shortcomings, your mistakes, um, and obviously also the positives. That you have to find positives. You have to find ways of looking at it and not completely scrap everything that you've done. That's the mistake that a lot of people make when, when you know, emotions get the best of them, and right after the game. You have to jump on social media or whatever, and you have to express that this was an, ab- an abomination. 
This goes against everything that the fans have wanted and done for the club, and everything is wrong. And but that's that's not the point. That these you know a loss like that goes beyond that. It goes beyond that, and it should it should it should be treated as a warning. It should be treated as a reminder. It should be treated as a lesson going forward. And as a team, you cannot make progress if you don't have you know, these little episodes and you hope for it to be an episode. You really do. I mean, for me, the first feeling was, okay, as I told you, we got it out of the system because so many times I've seen Roma, uh, you know, get by and then that, the, the, that process of just getting by just, just slightly, just making it, just keeping your head above water, ultimately comes back to bite you in the ass at the worst point in time throughout the season. And and then you got a problem. Now, is it better for that to happen right now when you know other teams have lost points, you're hanging on, you're among the top five, top six, whatever, and the difference between the top and the, 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 the top first team and then the fifth and the sixth is of like two, three points. It's better now than on match day 34, match day 30, when when you really have to uh, start, you know, keeping your foot down on the accelerator all the time. The mistakes are allowed to be made now. And and with, we knew, we knew, listen, I, and I see, I see a lot of people, oh, finally, you know, this, this sort of breaks the, the dream of Scudetto and blah, blah, blah. No, this is exactly that. Yeah, come on. These episodes happen to a team that is not there yet and has the right to not be there yet. And for for their ambition, for a team that wants to compete for top four, know that it's guaranteed top four. Juve have to be top four. That's a team that has to be top four and they know it. Roma want to compete for top four. And now there's a difference. And 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 for a team that wants to compete for top four, these kinds of mistakes, these slips are allowed. You know? If if that happens to Atalanta, if they if Atalanta slip like that, you don't draw conclusions that oh it's over. Everything is over. No, that team still has a shot for, for their ambitions, they have a shot. So it's better to 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 have this out in the open for everybody to see both fans, players, Mourinho, they cannot ignore this. It's it's for everybody to see, just like Bodo was, just like that Juventus comeback was. They become infamous episodes that you refer to as a fan and even as a professional, as we saw so many countless players say when they won the Conference League that, oh, you know, we all learned something and when, when Juventus made that comeback and it was humiliating and it just... It was deflating to see us come apart as a team, and that really motivated us to stay united throughout the rest of the season. This with Udinese, it has to, it, 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 I mean, there has to be such a long list of things that Mourinho the next day at Trigoria had to write down on the, on the blackboard. There has to be countless things on that blackboard because this is what it teaches you. And you you get your ass kicking out of the way, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. Hopefully you've taken something home with you, and 
it doesn't mean that you're shit. It doesn't mean that whatever you've done is terrible, that whatever is done is pure luck. There are very good things in this team. There are very good things that Mourinho has done. There are very good things that the players have done. But it's not perfect, and, and it's a work in progress. So you have to also accept, you know, things that come along with the fact that it's a work in progress. You'll make mistakes. And this one was a big mistake, and hopefully it was out of the way. <sighs> Do we have to touch upon the uh, Bulgarian truck drivers that they're facing? <laughs> Does it I require any sort people, of preview? People now keep just like messaging me about like suggestions for these occupations. You know, they say, oh, you know, in Bulgaria, we have the highest rate of uh, hairdressers. So you are wow. physiotherapists and then apply that to, to your, you know. Um, <laughs> if, I think I, I, w- I would like to believe that I created a stimulating environment to enjoy yes. these European games. <laughs> lower opposition so um and you're helping the labor market as well so (laughs) i'm i'm trying to raise awareness that there is something like the europa league going on and last year it was a very difficult thing to raise awareness for conference league but we made it yes um am i am i am i excited about it I really don't know. I want to... Oh, just uh, just stop. don't pat. No. no, nobody's excited about a match against Ludogorets. Ludogorets, okay. no. We, okay. we, we can't lie about that. I mean, no, nobody is excited about this. Do I mean? But people, right? That's I mean. Then people want to see, you know, some changes made. Do we want to see Belotti out there? I think so. I think the fact that Camara, Camara, yeah. But I'm 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 probably. You know, I'm likely to believe that that Mourinho will bet on on Belotti from the start rather than Camara. I mean, Camara before before Udinese, he said he doesn't have the 90 minutes in his legs, he can't start, blah blah. So I don't know about that. I think this has a King Eldor. I mean, this has Shomurodov's fingerprints all over. Has to be like this is a game you'd love to see Shomurodov. Like, imagine you know to for for him. To go from being completely marginalized to be able to thrive in games of this caliber that are still important for your season, it would be awesome. And I think this is the kind of opponent that you can play him uh, with. So um, I would really like to see Belotti and Shomurov there. I would love to see Dybala rest because I I think he needs it. Yes, Uh, he and Tammy, please. It's not, you know, it's great to see him really grow and become more consistent and be more active now you can actually see him uh more than before not only when it comes to you know his flashiness and and his you know technical abilities but just he's present um but yeah you have to rest him it's it's always a risk you you have well, what about the defense i you mean have- no options back there no, 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 no options back there. But at some at some point in time, I think uh, Chris Smalling will have to uh, take a breather. Will have to with listen. Uh, Mourinho opposed the scenario of playing Cristante as center back because um, Pinto suggested it in his press conference. Mourinho said, uh, "I love Thiago Pinto, but that's bullshit." Basically, uh, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, if you want to see Camara, I think the the chances are that you'll see Camara in the middle with Cristante at the back, with Matic in the middle as well, or Pellegrini. And, and then you have to f- figure something out, maybe Zaleski in the attack. I 
I don't know, but something needs now it's time. Now it's time to really bring that depth forward. So obviously we're run, we're short on center backs with Kumbul out. We're short on wingers with El Sharawi out. But these are if you want to experiment, and Mourinho knows it because he had to experiment last year. This is it. This is where it starts. This is a chance, as you said, for guys like Aloshamurov to to come back and and be involved once again and not look like mummies on the bench. Uh, this is a great moment for somebody like Kamara to 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 be welcomed, and uh, because I think for and and mind you, this is again it just shows you that Roma. These these losses and the way that Roma have now had to deal with Ginny Wijnaldum's absence, it just shows you how important that was. That was a that was the piece. It's like envisioning Roma's attack of this year without Paolo Dybala. Now that's you know it's pretty impossible to envision, right? It 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 takes away a lot from you, and so for me that this Europa League has to be a competition where you get a chance to. Play around with it, with 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 personalities, with 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 individuals, with with the qualities, and somebody like Shomurodov may not be great uh, in a league game in Serie A, say against Juventus, but maybe this is it. This is the context that will help him, you know, uh, make a name for himself again. And maybe Kamara is not ready for a big match against Atalanta. Um, or whatever. He's ready but, for a big match in Bulgaria. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe this will remind or him Finland. of Greece. Maybe this will remind him of the second division in France, but <laughs> this is it. This is the best you're going to get, pal, right now, so enjoy it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oof. Okay. That, that was the a a stunning, stunning preview and build up to this very exciting showdown Thursday evening. I can't wait. Um I even made the mistake of looking at what last moment flights would be. Um, believe it or not, there is no, not a there is no, not a whole host of no. options flying to Bulgaria. Believe it or not, I told um, you stop with the flights, stop with jet lag. Well, after that. you're gonna you're you know if you're not traveling to Italy, you're bound at some point to find yourself again locked in some airport in Switzerland for 14 mm. hours. So don't give up. Don't. Oh. Uh, All right, everybody, Let, let's leave it there. Uh, I'm trying to get after the conference league. Like, you would think matches like this, we would be brimming with pride, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. itching, itching to see Roma. Like we were in the last stages of the conference league. I mean, we, yes. we could hardly wait. You, you, you know, you you were checking for your ticket prices all the time. You were talking about Tirana this, Tirana that, and uh, I'm I don't see you doing that now. So I'm I, I mean I was we, hoping I, you would I, I bring remember, up the energy level on this one. Well, I mean, in fairness, I, I, I still distinctly remember some of the reactions you and I had uh, for the Conference League when it began uh, when it began last season. Um, it certainly took a bit of propping up in the early goal of it. I, I guess when you enter as a as a European champion, 
you don't have as much uh, excitement uh, when you have to travel away to Bulgaria. My only hope is that we get another video clip of uh, Gianluca Mancini stepping off of the plane and just saying, my God, the, you know, this is what we get for this, uh, for this shit finish in Serie A. <laughs> it's going to happen again. Bulgaria. <laughs> Okay. All right, everybody. We will chat once more uh, later in the week. Who is it? It's uh, it's Ludogorets and then Empoli. Empoli. Oh yes. my gosh! In Tuscany, yeah or no? Yes. Are you home? gonna Are you gonna shed on Tuscany now? Like uh, we've no, done um, every region. No, in no, 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 no. Safe no, no, no. with Tuscany. You can't. It's the no, only Tuscany is great. Really... <laughs> yeah. No. No. Listen. Um, Toscana is phenomenal. Uh, I, I at this moment at least, uh-huh. I will be in uh, Liguria when they play Sampdoria, uh. which is one of my most beloved. Besides for the rain, uh-huh. yes, my most I was gonna say, you know, uh, yeah. it always rains there, but it is truly one of my most beloved areas. Well, everybody says we we shit on the places in Italy, and I guess that is true to a certain extent, but uh, just because. There are some places that stand stand out more than than the rest. You like Bologna, right? Was it? Isn't that one of your go to places? I'm no, it's my it's basically my hometown. It's yeah, it's uh, where I have my roots. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a great place to be in August and uh, or no. you know, in just in the summer because you feel like you're in a swamp. Yes. Uh, and that that applies to a lot of places in the north. That of Italy. basically applies to the entire country. <laughs> It applies to the entire country, but but honestly, uh, if if there the is one is region, yeah. if our listeners are using this podcast to develop an idea of Italy, or they're listening to this in order to get their travel plans ready for next year or in the coming weeks, then we cannot say anything bad about Tuscany. Uh, it's uh, that's that's one of that's the only region where I just you know I'm. I'm short I'm hu- of criticism. Yes. I'm just, I cannot, I cannot no, say. No, I can't anything. either. I can't I either. Just, I, so, um, um, actually, this is when I am in Roma, because for the, well, maybe a lot of people don't know this. I mean, to go between, and I'm sure you've read the metro, road the metro, yeah, between, uh, uh, Virenza, Unfortunately, Roma. I have, yes. <laughs> Come on. It, it, it is. <laughs> People might not understand this, but it, it is a very short, uh, a very short commute between the two. Um, so my preference is actually when I am having to spend extended time in Roma, um, I actually spend most of the time when it's not related to football. I am actually in um, in Florence most of the time. I I, I love 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 Florence um and Tuscany I love Arezzo. as a whole I love Arezzo so it's uh yeah. Tuscany yeah. is like the perfect region where you have the sea the green everywhere at all yes. times doesn't matter what season it's always green you have you have beautiful uh beautiful vineyards you have beautiful olive trees you you know you have history you have everything it's uh it's the complete package and it's clean, it's decent, people are lovely, you know, uh, the accent is very funny. Yes. They can't Just they listen can't to Allegri. How can you not love that accent? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's not a coincidence that the funniest uh, Serie A personalities come from Tuscany. Yes. Uh, 
yes, I mean, spallettone, you know, yes. spallettone, that's it. I mean, for me, it's if you have spallettone with uh, with uh, with his geese, with his farm, <laughs> it's if you if if that's the region that Spalletti comes from, then I'm a fan of that region. Yeah, I mean, there are some really good, um, I mean, personally, Livorno, their football team or the remnants of their football team aside. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, one of my favorite, Luca is another good one. Of course. Um, of course. Love, love Tuscany. Love, love, love Tuscany. Um, uh, and by the way, speaking of uh, Spalletti, did you see um, he took issue with another, uh, a mole in the dressing room of Napoli. Who yeah. And he, his uh, mall was a very polite way of him saying rat. You know, yeah. I mean, he could have just <laughs> yes. sat there and said, thanks to the rat bastard that, you know, <laughs> that gave out the information that I had surgery, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's just the loveliest yeah. because anywhere he goes, yeah. he's going to make an enemy and you can count on, on Spalletti having enemies everywhere. So fantastic. All right, everyone. We will chat later in the week. Until then, ciao. Ciao. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.